0: The game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball. Oh, was the Euro, different. The Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different in America. <laughs> That's the Especially. first time y'all seen that Euro step, too, huh? Absolutely.
1: My name is Len Bush, and I'm coach basketball coach in the UK. I coach Seven Oaks Suns, uh, WVBL women, and a bunch of junior teams as well over the years. Um, from Chicago, um, I coached and taught in New York City for ten years in a big high school in Queens um, back in the '90s, and I've been coaching in the UK for twenty-three years now.
0: Jeez, twenty-three. That's a, I, know, I know. That's a while, man. That's a while. Yeah, um, Coach, it's great to have you. Um, definitely couldn't start this the second series without. Having you as my first guest, um, definitely had to have you on and, um, you know, not to dwell too much, but definitely a big pack, uh, big factor um, of why I do what I do and where I am today. So um, before we start, just a, a big thank you um, again, as always. No, well,
1: any help, any time. I think you're doing a great job, doing great things. I love seeing
0: each step along the way. And I'm sure there are many more. Thanks, Coach. Um, roughly, how many players would you say you've helped place in the um, in the U.S.? So
1: directly, players of mine uh, in the 20s, you know, more than 20. And but I've also, you know, I just realized that I've talked to many other players from other programs, or you know, who ask. Questions and I offer my advice and opinions on, but um, those people probably had multiple sources of information. Okay,
0: Um, yeah, that's quite a bit. Um, Why do you think that the U.S. basketball system uh, is preferential uh, or was preferential for those players that you helped placed? Well, it's it's a free education. For the
1: ones that get full scholarships it's a uh, the facilities in the states are incredible and the um just the experience of going to to america to go to school is attractive for some and for um, for many kids they just they just have the impression that you know basketball in the u.s is is a much bigger deal which it probably you know almost certainly is and they uh they see it as a as a big milestone achievement for them to get offered a scholarship to go play in the States.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um, There is a lot of like a sense of achievement, um, which a lot of these players have and and coaches and families, um, which they should, I think, I think in general, um, just celebrating any win, um, anything that you set out to achieve and you achieve it I think that's a a win in itself so Mm -hmm. um definitely um can you break down the type of players that uh, that you've helped send to college
1: oh all all kinds all kinds from uh you know top level division one talent to um division three players Mm -hmm. um some uh, who you know might have been a little bit more of a stretch to get a scholarship, but then you know we managed to find something for them. Um, we've sent kids to junior colleges, div one schools, div two schools, did three schools. Um, so um, it's
0: just quite a quite a big range. Quite a, a big, big mix. Uh, what was what would be the biggest name? Like who's the I guess who's who's been the most successful? Um, going out to the states. Well, that'd have to be Sheridan Green,
1: um, okay. who you know coached from a pretty young age. As a matter of fact, I probably met her around the same time I met you. She was yeah, 10. At London Towers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, she was a uh, big, really talented uh, player with a really bright future, and she had a lot of major. Um, Div one recruits or co- schools recruiting her, and but she struggled to get uh, she struggled to get the uh, to get qualified by the NCAA. She uh-huh. struggled with her math. You know, we tried a lot, and then so we then she decided to go the uh, junior college route, mm-hmm. and we sent her to a junior college in New York City.
0: Nice. And
1: then after two years there, she went to the University of Tennessee, and then from there she got a pro contract in, uh, in Poland, and she's making a nice living, you know,
0: and uh, you know, continuing to get better. That's nice, um, and it's just so, maybe not weird, you know. It's it's the the the, the community in basketball is so small. Um, you know, and, and Paige, funny enough, um, was our first, um, person that we had on the show and Paige, you know, played against Sheridine as well. And, um, I'm sure Paige came through your pro- well, you know, yeah, she came through your program as well. You helped her out a little bit.
1: Well, and, no, um, she played, she played for, I coached the under 18 national team. Uh, mm. and she played, played for me one year there.
0: So, okay. So. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's just, you know, everyone's kind of connected in their own little way, uh, which I find is pretty good. Um, is there a specific position that gets recruited more often than others in your experience in your time of holding these players to the States? Mm, I would say the player that's mo- two
1: players that are most in demand are the point guard point guards and uh, skilled big big players okay so but you know it's you know talented scorers in between they get recruited as well and they find homes so i just know that i have a point guard now who's uh who's who's able to score um both shooting and getting to the rim and can make the passes and run pick and roll and is athletic enough in the uh you know, the school that has um, signed her is, uh, you know, they're just saying that, you know, we can't find players like that. You know, they either can get to the rim um, or they can shoot and not get to the rim.
0: I like it. I, it's it's interesting, especially, and we'll touch on that a little bit later, but it's interesting to hear you say that. Um, you know, that specific school can't find players like that in demand because I think generally, um, especially as a coach, you always say to your players, they're, they're a dime a dozen, you know, there's there's thousands or whatever. So, um, it's a bit of interest, you know, it's really interesting, though. Are there, a, you know, are there players like that a dime a dozen or, you know, is it really specific quality? Well, and I, I mean... I mean, a really good shooter,
1: as well as the ability to the rest get to the rim. No. So, so a lot of, most of the point guards in college basketball and states can get to the rim. Mm-hmm. But only the very, very best can add a, you know, a really consistent shot from both the three and mid-range.
0: Hmm. Um, what processes are involved in getting a player to the states?
1: Well, it could be, there's so many avenues to get to the States now. Um, Mm -hmm. Back, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago, it was up to the coach to help them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it would just be a simple matter of saying, you know, reaching out to schools. You know, you, you you call them, I tell them who I am and, you know, various players that I've sent over the years and get a little credibility from that. And then... Tell them about the player I have in mind and then they ask for video, you know, usually for a full game and um, and we send it out. You know, and sometimes sometimes I've had players whose parents got very active in it and okay. they, they wrote and reached out to, you know, bunches of schools um, and that's been, that works. I mean, coaches in America, they have assistant coaches they cannot afford to ignore an email or a message about a potential player you know it's their job to investigate and see if that's a realistic uh you know fit for their program so so they they'll always they'll almost always respond i mean they might take a look and then say oh no that's no chance um, but more often than not they will talk to you
0: that's funny um I guess it's it's a catch twenty two for a for a college coach, and we're going to have some of them on later on in the season. Um, especially with that question of, you know, when you are getting six, seven, eight, maybe ten emails um, a day, a week, or whatever. Um, a, do you go through all of them? And B, how do you know what's good from what's not. Obviously, you know, you need to know the leagues and the standards Mm. and stuff. Mm. Um, You know, I've seen highlight tapes of um, six, two guys playing centre and killing, you know, dominating and then you realise it's, you know, almost like a recreational league and, you know, Mm. playing uh, local league men. So it's pretty hard sometimes to uh, weed them out
1: yeah i mean you'll you'll find a lot of these if you have players that have played for the national team they tend to uh get a little more interested um and then if you can compare them to other players that they know of who are in their league or or have come you know before them um that will help get their attention as well so it's an interesting one i don't know how many they get but i've never had a problem getting a response from a
0: school that's because you're big time, though, coach. You know I mean? Like, you know, you see Len Bush's name come up on the email. You know, you, you respond with the phone call. So, um, yeah, I got you. As a, as a coach, what qualities should a player have in order to be recruited? Well, they, sh- they need... Uh, <laughs>
1: um, uh, resilience. Okay um they need to be uh they should be coachable mm-hmm. um and um, yeah i think and then you need to be talented
0: <laughs> so <laughs> i mean coaches, yeah. so they'll look so
1: they'll look it's talent that gets you noticed
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then after that then they're when they're choosing between two or three players you know if they see any sign of uh, you know behavior or attitude problems then they they they're probably not gonna you have to be very very talented for them to go with a take you with a poor attitude so you know they'll take a risk a lot of places will take a risk with a super talented kid but but being coachable and a good good citizen as well as talented is probably the best combination
0: now (laughs) yeah i was i was wanting to to know about that as well you know of the players that you've sent would you say there's a good percentage large percentage of players that you don't think were talent you know if we're talking about you know the division three players maybe or a junior college player where their talent isn't really that you know it's not they're not amazing but because they're such an awesome kid Personality-wise, or work ethic, or whatever—like they've managed to be picked up.
1: Um, no, I think they all, almost all of them, have gone to the right place, and they were all pretty good kids. We didn't send anybody. We haven't sent anybody who wasn't uh, wasn't a good, a good player in terms of their attitude, behavior, ability. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and some improved, you know, while Sheridan was a young, when she was a young player, she, you know, she wasn't the hardest worker and the most motivated. She was by far the most talented, but, and she would frustrate other people in that she was capable of so much more. But by the time she got to uh, junior college, she was the, you know, I go to visit, I went to visit her and, you know, she's, she's the mature one on her team out of all the players. You know, she's the leader. And then at Tennessee, it was the same. She was, uh, you know, she was seen as, you know, very stable and, uh, you know, hard worker, so. Fair
0: enough. Um, From the range of players that you've helped get across to the States, is there a common skill set? So, you know, you've spoken about personality a little bit and said they are talented, but let's say, is there one thing in particular on the court that, you know, all these players have been able to do. Wow. That's an interesting one.
1: No, there's no one, no one skill set. So they were all, there could be a, you know, some, some were there because of what they could do offensively. Some were there because of what they can do on both ends. Some were there and survived because, they were a phenomenal defensive player as opposed to scorer. And then others, um, you know, survived because they were just uh, solid, really just really good teammates, good people to have on the team. They brought energy and they helped everybody else. So there are many roles, but they were all, you yeah, know, all different, all different. So if there was a quality, it would be the, you have to have the kind of personality that can go, you know, Thousands of miles away to a new place and set up a new life and meet new people and then play in a very competitive uh, environment yeah. Yeah. where you may not be treated the same as you were when you were at home. You have to be tough enough to handle all that.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I can, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that quality-wise. Uh, or personality traits um, where they have to have that similarity across. Um, what's the first steps, coach, in getting a player recruited?
1: Well, the first step is finding out if that's what they want to do, you know, that okay. they're setting their sights. You know, is, yeah. is going to the state something that you want to do? And that you, you can start asking that question at, you know, 13, 14 years old. You know, is that your dream? That's what you want to do. And then you can use that as a coach. Say, well, if that's what you want to do, then you need to up your work rate a little bit. (laughs) And you're going to need to develop these areas of your game, you know, to to do it. Like you're going to have to, you know, develop your shot, your handle, your vision, um, you know, everything, all
0: these things. Mm, You know what? I like that answer. I really do like that answer because. I don't know initially thinking about that question i don't think i would have started with asking them is that what you really want i think um i know when i was younger i definitely looked at players and said you know should be playing in the states should be you know that's Hmm. your kind of level or your 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 ceiling your potential but the fact of to start off with you know, and a lot of kids will come to, you know, as a coach and say, hey, I want to play in the States. But putting right. that out there first, you know, really asking them that question. Mm. I think that's why well,
1: I, I might also approach a player and say I might look, they might not have thought of it. And I might say to him, you know, you could you could go if you wanted to. Mm, you know, it is okay. it is possible. And so it could start that way as well. Hmm.
0: Can you suggest why an international player might get recruited over a domestic American player? Boy, that's a tricky one. I know that at the
1: higher, the highest level, I know um, there are a number of programs that are, that'll are that take European players um, and they feel that they've, you know, been exposed to higher level basketball earlier. Okay. And so, you know, playing, uh, playing with a 24 second clock, playing with more freedom. Um, okay. yeah. You know so they might you know they sort of build a there are quite a few programs in the states that recruit a lot of foreign players um, with that in mind and then you get the NBA teams like the Spurs over the years with their yeah. international players um, so it could be that it could be I think there's a perception that the skill levels might be higher in europe because in the u.s uh you just play 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 they play aau they um that may or may not be true i don't i don't know if that's still the case because you have so many more trainers now in the in the Mm -hmm. states working with kids to get their skill levels up um yeah it could be that it must be that it could be that um different attitudes maybe don't don't know anymore i think they're just looking i think it's more a case of they they're looking to discover something that nobody else has found so you know there's a kid kid in in england who's you know really talented and it might be just under the radar Mm. you know not discovered yet in america and so if we get in there early and develop a relationship we can get you know we'll get them so i think it could be a little bit of that as well you know just they're there's all these players in Europe who are good enough to play in America. So let's go get, let's go get some.
0: Let's go get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I guess, in general, there's going to be less competition for those talented individuals or those that, you know what I mean? Cool. Those players that can hang, so. Yeah, because um, not every school's looking over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, fair enough. Um, knowing what it takes to be a college re- uh, recruit, sorry, uh, can you break down how much work goes into being recruited? So um, this is from like the training, um, this goes into like you doing the leg work of making like how much, you know, cause a lot of the kids, um, sorry, a lot of the players that I've spoken to, or you know, that you have in your program, they get really upset, oh, you know, uh, Coach D didn't get me recruited or, you know, I've been here for a year and, you know, like, can you really tell us how much work goes into, you know, a player getting recruited? Yeah, I
1: don't, I, it's not a, it doesn't feel like a ton of work to me. Some are easier than others, but I have had some where I worked pretty hard, you know, collecting, you know, you got to find a game you know, game film that shows them in a positive light that will be attractive to a college coach. Then you got to, um, I remember back when this is, I can remember, you know, when it used to be a case of putting it on, uh, putting it on a, a DVD and sending it because mm. you could uh it wasn't so easy as it is now, just, just send a link. Um, no it's it's not a ton of work you're just you're reaching out and contacting schools i think now once you get it started then the schools contact the kids and then the issue becomes the kids not sure which which one is better than the other um it's uh you know i will this recruit i had this year who was pretty you know could gone to any number of schools you know i i will call and speak to the coach as well and okay. find out what they're thinking about the player mm-hmm. uh, you know what their plans are and you know and then i'll also have a look at their um you know the players that they have on the roster already and the players that they're bringing in you know um you know so just is there realistically is, is this player going to be able to play yeah, realistically yeah. Um, And then also, do they have a lot of transfers out of their program? Do they have stability?
0: You know, you want to look at that as well. Okay. Um, I mean, you say it's not a lot, it sounds a bit, um, what about on the player's side? So let's say you've got a, uh, well, you know, you said you've got a prospective uh, player that's being recruited now. So how much work in terms of hours in the gym, um, extra sessions, game times, oh. playing game—like, how much work do they have to put in as well? Well, I think that's that's put in from when they're young.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> okay. like, it's too late once they're being recruited. You know, you're you can you can work, but <laughs> it's what you did earlier. So this one girl, she was, you know, when she was little, she was the hardest worker around, and mm-hmm. you know, got to a certain level, and then I can remember a year or so ago going to her and saying you know how's you know back when you were young your work rate was here and everybody else was down here and now that you're you know 16 I, I can't see the how are you out working those kids now and so I think that sort of she got motivated and she went up another gear and uh, you know and got serious about getting stronger um, and um, you know, so she, she got ready. So I think I did hit on later in that period, the one thing you need to do before going to the States is get, almost always, is get stronger. You know, when you're at that 17, 18, 19-year-old age and you're going to go play college basketball in the States, the players that are a year or two older, you know, they're strong. <laughs> strong. They've been in the gym for years, you know, for a couple of years in the States, and everybody, you know, does a lot more.
0: Uh, strength work. So you got to get stronger or you get pushed around. Okay. Um, that's that. I think that's a very good to know. Uh, well, very good to state um, because you know, my experience a lot of the focus is solely on hey, can I make a shot? Can I, you know, dribble the ball kind of thing? So yeah, the, the off court, you know, are you strong enough? Um, mm-hmm. And even, you know, the first season um, they speak about you know Europeans not being tough or you know that was one of the things about there's a there's a common uh, misconception about European players not being strong so uh, I think yeah getting in the weight room definitely is going to add um, you know some value to you being recruited and being successful out there um, how important is the, uh, is the education process So. How important is schoolwork? How important is it to um, be on top of your grades? Are we saying before you go? Yes.
1: Um, well, there's the whole, you know, you, once you know that going is an option, you probably would be wise to start looking at the courses that you're taking and the uh, requirements for uh, getting cleared to play in the state. So there are minimum requirements. There are certain courses that are accepted and certain grades that you need to achieve in order to be eligible for a scholarship. And um, it's good to try and get some advice on that to make sure that you're going to be able to get cleared. Um, So there are quite, there are a number of services around and people who can help. Um, I know Steve Veers, you know, she's got next. You know, he's done a, done a lot to help uh, some of the kids that we've sent in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, has some contacts in the universities that can, you know, help advise people. So you, you reach out and you get help. Um, if you're a good student and you're taking a normal, course load then you're you're not going to have any issues you just keep working and you know be as um, you know do as well as you can but if you're a marginal student then you really need to, to buckle down and uh, um, you know make sure that you can get uh,
0: get your grades up
1: get your grades up but do they still I'm not even 100% sure there's talk of doing away with the SAT isn't there or no
0: so currently now uh, I don't know when it came in but you know we're in December um 2020 um this next school year um so 2021 um you won't need your SATs or your ACTs um they're not going to you know they're not going to count them now I don't know whether that's only just for the pandemic period or that's going forward but I know as of you know next school mm. year, um that mm. you know, you don't need those um mm. those scores. Um and it's the same thing with like, you know, they they brought in that transfer rule as well where you can transfer D one to D one with no issues and all the rest of it. So mm. um Which yeah there's a couple only- of things Yeah there's a couple of things coming in so I don't know whether that's only because of the coronavirus or Mm. those are permanent changes. Yeah the transfer thing seems only fair as coaches can
1: change schools anytime they want they don't have to sit out. (laughs) (laughs) But Players had to sit out for a year it made no sense. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, can, I can just imagine a coach getting a new job and then like having to sit out because he uh, coached that. Well, it's almost as crazy as a player having to sit <laughs> out for a year. I, I do. I do as well. Um, I guess I understand certain ideologies of it. You know, if you've got um, a really good recruit and um, let's say you guys just missed out on the finals or whatever, you just lost in the finals and then they go, right, well, I'm going to go and team up with someone else uh, at an even stronger school. I mean, I, I think, you know, my personal belief is some of it's on you as the coach to retain those or maintain those relationships, mm. um, you know, make your players feel like, you know, they're loved and interested mm-hmm. interest is about them as well. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think it's very, you know, especially like at high school, um, that's what I'm dealing with now. We've got, you know, guys transferring and coming over, and they're like, nope, they can't play because they played last year. And I'm like, well, I mean, what, if people move, situations change. Like, why why penalize the, the kid? Hmm. So, But yeah, um, okay. would you choose uh, a better basketball school over academic school? So let me rephrase that. Would you choose a higher ranked basketball program or would you choose a higher ranked academic program um, in terms of, you know, you sending a player or, you know, advising a player like to go?
1: Yeah, this is totally about, that just is totally depends on the player. Okay. So for example, my, you know, my daughter Renee, she went to, she could have gone to any number of schools, but she was a very, very good student. And so in her case, Academics was very, very important. And she ended up going to Penn, uh, an Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, others, you know, especially in the girls' side, if, they, if they're pretty smart, you know, I always advise them to go to the best, best mm-hmm. school they can, yeah, you know, to mm-hmm. get the best degree they can. Uh, because ultimately, even if they're going to play pro afterwards, the money's not so great. They're still going to need a degree at some point um so sure. um, but you know it'll, it depends on what's you know there, there aren't really that many bad schools in terms of academics you know there yeah. if you're if you're a smart kid and you're you're a good student you can get a good education at many american universities so um and it's but that being said some schools definitely it's easier to find a job coming out of there if you're not going to be a pro. So, you know, you know, if you can go to Duke, you would go to Duke uh, or Harvard or uh, you know any number of top
0: schools. But then, okay, so yeah, let's say in the case of Renee, um, and she had the you know pen. Um, I know she you know she was looking at Harvard originally, mm-hmm. um, but let's say she had the opportunity to go. Um, Uh, Let's say UConn was recruiting Renee, Mm -hmm. top girls program, and then there's Penn. Um, I know you say it's down on the individual, but what do you think holds more uh, weight in your opinion? What would you say makes more sense? Well, if if you're good
1: enough to start at UConn, then there's a big argument for going to UConn. (laughs) If you're going to go sit on the bench at UConn or play (laughs) at Penn, then you should go to Penn. And, um, you know, Temi Fagbenli is a good example. Like she she went to Harvard. You know, she could have Mm -hmm. gone to, I think she could have gone to UConn. And, but, you know, she knew the value of that degree. You know, and she's, she's gonna play pro basketball but it's you know at some point that degree is gonna come into play
0: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I get you it makes sense um, okay so going on to the sections now like for coaches um, and kind of how you'd advise coaches that are helping players um, how can coaches aid the development of players that want to play in the States Well, that's just doing a really good job <laughs> you know it's
1: like um you know developing them as as basketball players and convincing them that they still you know need to be good students and um being realistic about what their level is and where they you know while they're young never say never say you can't do it or you're not good enough but just um, tell them if that's what you want to do then this is what you you need to do in the meantime you know you're gonna need to work put the hours in put the time in Um, yeah and say all right well you've made a couple steps now let's keep working let's keep working you know and let's make sure that they get challenged enough to do it so all along the way as soon as I started to get players that were good enough I would try not to leave the club in such a situation that they were the best player there so that's how we started developing our our pro team because we would bring in you know i brought in uh, a rectangle was the first woman i brought in to play with play with us and then i brought in Ros mason to go against renee in practice and then then i brought in another one and then you know and then just blossomed just blossomed from there but no kid coming through is going to be the best player in the program you know they're going to be going against players that are better
0: okay so and and to that as well what would you say the premium is in terms of right let's say you've got your season um is it about them playing the majority of minutes and running the 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 offense through them um or is it about them you know diversifying their role so let's say if you had a um a, a big man so to speak and you know you're saying right well i'm gonna teach them more about playing the guard or, you know, giving them guard skills, which is going to make them mm-hmm. better but hurt your team or like, how would you um, advise, you know, that sort of development? Is it, hey, we find the one thing they do really well and we hammer that home and then that's what we sell them, you know, that's their ticket to the States? Or is it, hey, look, we're just going to develop them as a basketball player and wherever, it, you know, wherever they, their, their talent lies, that's where it lies. Boy, that is a really tricky
1: one. I will always try and develop them to their uh, fullest potential. So, if I have a big young player, uh, the the dream is that they become a big player that can, you know, they could play any position. That could play be like a guard. But what what will happen if you don't do a good enough job is they'll go to the states and while they're in the States, they'll get pushed into one role. So, you know, they'll say, you know, you're, you're a big and you're gonna play inside. You know, that's what we need. You know, mm-hmm. we don't need you playing guard. I got 10 guards. So um, that can happen to players a lot in the States. And then, you know, you might go there as a well-rounded guard and they might say, well, you're just gonna shoot you know you just just shoot I don't want you to dribble the ball I don't want you to do any of that so American basketball can get very regimented and people can get slotted into you know slots so a lot of times I don't know if that's where we were meant to go now but you can go to the states with a well-rounded set of skills and you'll get forced to just rely on one and the rest of your
0: game will kind of Wither, wither away. <laughs> um, would you say that being able to teach, you know, or being able to help them develop that overall um, skill set is more beneficial, especially if they're only going into that specific role? So, obviously, you know, if I'm a uh, if I'm a big, and you know, yes, I know how to handle. Yes, I know how to um you know move off the you know move without the ball but when i get to college all i'm doing is you know receiving duckings and screens and all the rest of it um you know what what's what should i spend the majority of my time well what's
1: your what's your goal what's your dream so for example and also a lot of it is the program you choose you know it's like Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. so in, if I would go back to Renee's example, like she she was a very well-rounded, all-around player, could score any number of ways, and went to um, went to Penn um, partly for basketball, but also for the academics because it's such a great school. So getting there, she was, you know, the team, the way that guy ran his program, very successful program. Um, and you know renee was put into a very specific role but now she's come back and she's you know didn't know she wanted to be continue playing basketball but has you know is playing in the wbbl and this is we're going into her fifth year now i think Jeez. yeah it's her fourth fifth year and she uh you know she's now you know the player that she was before she went to college only stronger and even more, you know, highly skilled. So she's mm-hmm. in this year's showing it and how she's playing. You know, she's one of the better players in the too. league. Yeah. She is, so yeah. so you can, you know, and I have another player who a uh, Spanish player who I recruited out of uh, Minnesota and she I know for a fact she went to America as a well rounded, you know long athletic guard, could score from anywhere, and came out of Minnesota as a, a shooter. <laughs> shooter mm-hmm. and defender, shooter and defender, shooter and defender. And But I can see the other parts of the game starting to come back now. Okay. And uh, so I think it's very common that people get, so you're saying should you develop somebody to, to focus on an area, to go to the states, if, if that was their only, if that was their goal, that what they really wanted to do, and that was the only way they were gonna get there, I'd say, look, well I, if you're gonna go, you need to do this. You know We can get you a scholarship on this basis. you know If that's what they wanted, I would do it for them. Okay. But I think there are places for everything. You know? So like a really well-rounded player, if you find the right school, then it would work that way too. And it might be more fun. Mm, mm. So if you reach too high, though, you'll have to be
0: very (laughs) specialized, I think. Yeah. um, And uh, we've had so many talks with um, players that, you know, they want to get to the States, get to the States, and then they get recruited. And it's not what they want. So, you know, I spoke to a, a kid from Spain and, you know, he'd been playing point guard his whole life, has a growth spurt, gets to... Six, eight, and he goes to three schools. um, Moves because he's you know two jucos and then one uh, four-year school, and they all play him at the center. And he's never you know prior to that time he's never played center in his life. Um, So that's kind of what you know. um, The question is, hey, if I've got a player that hey, I can get you to a program, we can find you a school. We're gonna spend ten thousand hours on. Uh, um, drop steps and jump hooks and all the rest of it and we'll get you a school or is it, mm. you know, or a point guard where you say, hey, you know, you're just shooting and facilitating, you know, working on contact or, you know, getting it, that, mm. you know, footwork. Like, that's the kind of thing. And the, and I think for me, it's hard. Uh, this year, just now, um, I've had a kid um, over who's six, eight, six, nine, super athletic. Um, and kind of like your philosophy of, you know, just developing overall players. um, I think it's good just because of IQ, um, uh, them understanding what is it, you know, even if it's a post player, vice versa, a guard understanding what, you know, a big goes through when they're posting up or whatever, or a a big understanding, you know, how to manipulate a screen. And getting the right angles, um, and a lot of the schools that, us, you know, have been recruiting him, is just like, right, we just need to stick you in the post. We need to, you know, we need a post player, post player, and you know, he's been looking at me and he's like, coach, I mean, I just don't want to just stay down there. And you've got to find some schools that got
1: that got seven or eight other post players, <laughs> and that yeah. wants a
0: tall, a long guard, big guard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always it's always an interesting um, conversation, especially, I believe, in Europe, we use our players slightly different. As you said, it's, it's a lot more regimented at college level. And in Europe, we're more like, you know, uh, motion and flex and, you know, five out positionless and all the rest of it. So um, definitely a lot more interesting. Um, that was good. I like that, that combo. Um, What's the best way to contact a college coach? Uh, what's the best, you know? As I said, we, you know, you're Len Bush, and you know, you, you send an email and it's a done deal. But let's say um, there's a there's a, a college somewhere, um, and he's, you know, he's found that diamond in the rough. Uh, what's the best way for him to, you know, get in contact with a college coach to 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 recruit his player? Um, email and phone
1: calls.
0: Okay. and sometimes so you call
1: you know they so there are times when they'll be in the office and they'll answer the phone so you know the phone numbers are usually on the uh, websites on the websites yep. so you call until you get a human <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know if there's somebody sitting there they'll they'll uh, they'll talk to you okay. um, that's what I'd say uh, you could also I'm trying to think yeah no it's that's the way or else they you know i sometimes find they they're reaching out to me because they want to ask about a player um uh, so if you that's have i already have some existing relationship with coaches so that's that's not everybody's uh way yeah. but the, the other thing would be to reach out to domestic coaches who've sent a lot of players to the states and ask them Mm they might they might actually already have a relationship with that school or they might have a relationship with another school in the conference who they can you know then go through um so there are now so many more kids going to america from from the uk that um there's it's just anybody i think anybody who really wants to go can can go pretty much (gasps) somewhere, because there's so many schools in America, and they're, you know, and it's not, you're also finding like another topic down the road, or might you might already have touched on it in some other ones, is I also see a lot of other, a lot more kids than in the past coming back
0: early. Yes, and that is, uh, that's the the toss up. For me, it was between, so I've already recorded some um, of the kids coming back, Um, and this one, so I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I think this one, just because I think it'd get more traction and then for next season. um, Yeah, uh, yeah, but that's that's really interesting. Um, and, And the kids that I've spoken to, um some are injuries some are um education wise some were just homesick and some got into trouble so i think that That, as well. but also you know yourself i mean america is
1: so big and there's just some places that you don't want to be you know like are the kid there's certain type of kid should not be in some of these places that you know they end up in
0: and and definitely due to personality and that's kind of what sparked this whole um, euro stepping is that, that it's a lot of the kids that you speak to, a lot of the families that you speak to. It's just like, Hey, coach, I want to, you know, I want to send my son, I want to send my daughter to the States, or Coach, I want to play in the States, and mm. you know, here's my, you know, I can hit a three mm-hmm. and I can dunk. Mm. And it's just so, it's just so, so vast of, Hey, when it's below 20 outside and it's freezing, are you going to? Mm be able to still go to class or you the person that's like right. uh i'm staying in my bed and then you now you're in trouble and now you're behind mm. you know If, if i also done. i also always tell them that coaches
1: are like car salesmen you know like until you it, uh, maybe these kids they haven't bought a car so it's probably not but <laughs> while you're while you're in the process of looking at the car uh-huh. you know the car dealer you know he's your best friend in the world like he makes you feel so special and important and you know yes. gets you a cup of coffee and everything and then but the minute you've taken delivery of the car of the lungs, he's on to yeah. he's on to the next you know yeah. it's like he's done with you and so the the college coaches can be similar you know they they talk to you you know sweetly while they're recruiting you and then when they get you you know you're one of you're one of a bunch Money. of players and they got to win this year and you know you got to do the role that they decide on for you it may not be
0: what they told you it was going to be either i um i related it to you say carl salesman i uh relate it to you know uh courting you know when you're young and you like say all the sweet nothings and all the rest of it and and then uh you know you're the the, the biggest and, and, the, and the best or whatever and you know, a couple of months down the line, it's like, oh, it's you again, kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's it's definitely um, something that they need mm-hmm. to be aware of. Um, controversial. Uh, what's the worst thing a coach can do for a player wanting to play college uh, college sports or college basketball? Uh, over oversell them. Okay.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you know, advising them uh, into a level or program that they're not they're not good enough for. Mm. So, you know, it's one thing to go ahead and get the scholarship, but it's another to go to the go somewhere where you're you're definitely not going to play, and you're going to get over recruited. So they might. <clears throat> we had a player who. Um, you know sometimes coaches are in rebuilding mode in the states and they you know they or somebody gets a new job late in the in the season or late in the summer and they you know they have to get a team together for the next season you know players have left you know there's a lot of and a new coach comes in and I need a team so they you know they're they're going to recruit people that you know a year or two or three down the road they're not going to So it would be, um, that's an example of a kid. So if if you let one of your players go there, you have to, they have to be aware that, you know, the next year that coach is going to bring in better players. And the year after that, they're going to bring in even better players. So is your player good enough to withstand that process? And then the other one is going Div 1 when you're much better off going Div 2 um you know knowing that that player is not good enough to play a lot in division one at the school they're going to you know they get a scholarship they can be on the team but they're not going to play so that you need to be realistic with them about those things because they're not going to be happy
0: and uh that's yeah placing them in the right right spot um kind of general um yeah kind of general um, would you say an objective of a good coach is to send a player to the states? So you know, let's say I'm, when I when you first met me and, and you know I'm the coach, and would you say that hey, Danny's managed to send you know Danny's sending kids to school in the US. He's a good coach. Point.
1: I think that's sending kids to the States is an is an outcome. So it's something that you could be good at, but whether that should be your starting point, I don't know. I think you should just wanna be a good coach and, you know, get the most out of your players and inspire them and, you know, help them to be better people and better players. And when you get some with talent then you talk about their uh, opportunity to go to the states if they want so but i wouldn't go into it with that so okay. same thing with like winning championships you know so you you win that was my next question <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um you know those you can never you don't have those as goals those are outcomes and they're uh they're just byproducts of doing doing your job and doing it well So, um, you know, being a producer of college talent is, I don't know, it's like you're some kind of a factory processor or something, you know, (laughs) but we're we're coaches and, uh, you know, like if you, it means, it could mean you're a good coach, it could mean you just have a lot of talented kids coming through. You know, I don't, I don't know that. So, um, but it would definitely tend to attract more kids who want to go because they, you know, they think they can do it through you. But um, I think it's better as a coach to focus on being a really good coach. You know, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like doing a, just a good job developing your players, making sure it's a positive experience for them, helping them realize their potential. And if they one of their goals is to go to the States then being able to help them do that, that is part of the job.
0: Well, kind of the, the reverse of the question is, uh, can you be a good program? Can you be a you know? Can you be a good coach and not send players to the states?
1: Yes, if you're if you're ultimately coaching young players up to the age <clears throat> up to eighteen, I think if you're um, motivated and you you want to continue to develop professionally as a as a coach, then I think it's inevitable you know, that if you're coaching enough kids and you've got the talent of kids who will go, then you'll, you'll have kids that go to the state. So um, okay. I don't think you can avoid it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, last couple of questions, coach, and this has been absolutely great. Um, your views on college basketball. So um, what's your views on the different level levels of college basketball? Is junior college bad? And are you a failure if you don't go to D1? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit. You know, you said you've sent yeah. players to all three different levels, but um, what's your views? Well,
1: junior college can be a very positive experience. It can be a necessary uh, step on the way. So one, one of the reasons for going to junior college is because you didn't really get seen enough or you you feel that you you know you might have a player that's you really think is a high d1 player but you know we haven't been able to get any interest in them for that and junior college could be a way there Um, you know because the junior colleges in america there are a number of programs in the u.s that recruit from junior colleges they like junior college players Um, and they they have they'll have them for you know one or two years the other thing about junior college is it provides an avenue for kids who are unable to qualify academically uh, before leaving. So junior college is a way, uh, so you go to junior college and you earn grades for two years and then you can go to a division one school. Um, so junior colleges are useful, They're, they can be, you know, there's good and bad like in everything. So I've had a couple of players go to junior colleges and not be developed um, in a way that would benefit them. It was more for the benefit of their program. Um, and then as for the other levels, I mean, you know, I think a lot of kids from the UK would, if their families could afford it or they could find, you know, scholarships, I think Division Three would be a real joy for them. Um, you know, I mean, the basketball is good. The players just aren't quite as big as in Div 2 and Div 1, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, uh, it's fun. (laughs) The schools are usually very good and they don't really, they're not, it's not quite as serious, you know, they don't own your whole life. So you're, um, because they're not giving you a scholarship, uh, division two also can be, you know, cat car, one of the best players in the WBBL the last, uh, seven years has uh you know she was a division two all-american you know and was you know more than capable of playing division one but for various reasons was under recruited and uh, a good div two coach said you know recognized her and persuaded her to go to his school so That's mm-hmm. and she had a great career and she has friends to this you know lifelong friends from that period in her life to this day so i wouldn't say anything bad about division two i've had players i've advised them to go division two because they'll have more fun they'll uh you know they'll play more they'll they'll, uh the school fits you know they'll be appreciated more um so um i think it's very important to find the right the right level
0: okay okay i like it um, and, go on. Well, Sorry, go on, go on.
1: Well, I was just going to say also another one was, uh, you know, Sayani Clark who plays for me. She went to junior college in the States and that was, you know, partly to get a better, you know, to get more exposure. Yeah, to get a better, get a better offer. And she ended up at the University of Toledo and, you know, had a good career there. So um,
0: she doesn't say anything bad about junior college. Okay. Um, as a professional coach, um, you know, you recruit, players from all over, internationally and domestically. Um, how often are those, uh, you know, collegiate um, graduates? Um, how often do they come back and, you know, are really good players for the league or, you know, would you still choose a American uh, import or wherever over, mm. you know, a kid that's been there and gone through the system and come back?
1: Uh... Yes so, so American players from the from the right program uh, who play significant minutes are going to be very very good in our league okay. um, I've had you know I sometimes feel I have an advantage over some of the other coaches in the in the league because i I know the states and I know the conferences and I know the schools and so if somebody you know a couple of years ago I got a letter about you uh, the, a player who was at LSU, graduating from LSU. I looked her up and saw that she played, you know, she played and, you know, averaged maybe 10 points a game. And um, I took her immediately because <laughs> I knew she was playing in the SEC. She was playing minutes. The team was decent and, uh, you know, she'd be good for us, you know? And so I took her and she was great. and had her for a year and then uh, this year, you know, taking uh, the player, Spanish player, Uh, Irene Garrido, Uh, she came out of the University of Minnesota, I checked the stats, I looked at the video, and uh, I said she could definitely play in our league, you know, there's no way. So the right school, the right conference, you know, actually playing, um, yeah, I would take, uh, um, you know, so take a big, big conference player, Um, we'll do well in our league, as long as they're playing.
0: Okay. What about the domestic kids that go and come back? Are they as sought after? Do you think they're better than the kids that don't go to the States at the professional level? Well, we don't have a lot of... I don't have a lot of experience with kids who don't go to the States
1: and come back to play professionally at this moment. Okay. So there might be some going forward. my players are sort of just start they're sort of starting to come back Mm -hmm. so you know we had you know renee came back uh millie stevens Stevens joined us this year um i've got a few more good ones coming out over the next couple years and some of them might come back and play for us so i'm expecting them to be uh, similar to uh, renee you know stronger uh, probably a bit uh, put in a silo, American style, but and we'll
0: we'll bring them out of that and get them yeah, get them back to being complete basketball players. <laughs> um, so, and how do they compare to the domestic players that don't go um, that don't go to the? St- you know, when you're comp- well, they're better, they're
1: better. So they're, they they go because they're better, and they come back, they're still better okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they're
0: they're better than they were as well so yeah um, does extremely talented player have to go to college um, in the states to be successful no okay no I don't think so I think uh, um, I think
1: more often than not they want to but I don't think they I don't think they have to um, I think they're they could they could there are more there are domestic options now Mm -hmm. so right now we're sort of seeing the some like i've had three or four players over the last two years who've chosen to go to uh, uk universities instead of the states and they could have gone to the states Um, not really high level players but they could have gotten something in the states Mm -hmm. and i think there's going to be more of those um, because of some you know, improve facilities here. They're starting to give a little bit of money, but not quite full, not full scholarships by okay. any means. Mm-hmm. Until they do that, they won't get the best because the free education no. is the issue.
0: Top, top Trumps.
1: But they have, you know, they have started like Holly, you know, at Leicester. Yes. Um, you know, I think she's, you know, she's, I think she's getting a scholarship down so she's getting her going to get her degree um so maybe it's possible you know i don't think any other university was willing to do that so
0: loughborough might be ahead of the head of the curve there yeah um last two um can you give me the negatives of going to play um basketball in the states
1: um yeah well what it would be uh it may not be your best interest the player's best interest might not be the coach and program's best interest so okay um so the coach coaches in the states need to win um and they're under uh, job you know their jobs under pressure and there might be political stuff going on behind the scenes you know for, so that you don't know about and So you need to be responsible for your own development, is what I would say. So you could go there and if you're expecting them to do everything for you and make you into this player that you dream of becoming, it may not happen. You know, you might not even, you know, you might not play the position that's best for you. You might not uh, get the part of your game developed that you need developed if you want to have a career in basketball. Um, so, it's,
0: you got to be aware of the business side of basketball in the States. I think that's big. I think that's an, another part. And, and hopefully, especially with this series, this season, um, I hope that can really come across because they need, they need to understand that, hey, somebody well, a lot of these coaches, this is their livelihood. This is how they feed their families. This is how they mm. pay their mortgage. And you are a, uh, you're a part of that. You're a cog in the system in terms mm. of, Hey, if you do well, and you know, less, even if you're, you know, you're not even a starter, you being in practice and being, you know, in shape and, and going, helping to get those guys that get predominant minutes, getting them better. Um, being available, um, not having, you know, not giving them any stress um, is all a part of, you know, what you bring to the table of what they're mm. ultimately paying for. Um, and, you know, if things are going bad, you know, let's say you have a, you as a player have a bad day or a bad couple of weeks, then the coaches, you know, sometimes they're quite happy to say, all right, well, I'm going to move on because, you're not doing what i need you to do so
1: yeah. um,
0: i think that's a, a big thing that you know a lot of these uh, young men and young women need to understand is that um it's not just you know they're not just giving out scholarships because they you're like you it's there's there's more to it yeah. than that you know it's what can you do for them in a mm-hmm. sense as well mm-hmm. um yeah um, Coach, last question, man, last question, and, and, and as I said, I've really enjoyed this. Um, what advice would you give to someone uh, between the ages of 14 to 18 who dreams uh, to play basketball in the States? What's your closing thoughts, you know, for those who um, are watching this now and listening to what's, what's the, the big takeaways? Well, they'd have to they should sit
1: down with somebody who knows something about the process of getting to the states and the is familiar with the level of basketball in the states and then talk about how they could achieve that goal, like what they need to do. You know, what's what's uh, what are the next steps? What's the what's the realistic uh, possibilities for them and what they need to do to make it come true. You know whether that's get 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 in the gym, whether that's you know work a lot harder, whether it's developing some aspect of their game, um, you know whatever it might be, take some steps. Never tell them. I would never tell them no though. I would never say it's impossible. I would say if you if this is what you want to do, then these are the steps. You know this is what we got to
0: do. That's that's good. Do do you ever think there is a have you ever met a kid that wanted to play in the States and in your hearts of hearts, you was like, look, unless you grow two feet and you, you know, have, have you ever met anyone that you've been pretty certain it's a no? Yes, but I still wouldn't
1: say that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it because what happens is they <laughs> they will They'll get to that realization themselves, if that's the case. Okay. And they get there by, you know, they're going, well, you know, they're playing on a team. And, you know, there's five people better than them, obviously. And those five aren't going to the States, (laughs) (laughs) something along those lines. You know, it's like they, but they tend to come to their own realization. And they, you know, we've had, I've seen some who then say, you know no i don't really want to go to the states i'm gonna go i'm gonna to go to uk university and play there or i'm not going to play or, you know. but they 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 arrive at that point
0: on their own <laughs> fair, fair enough um coach as i said absolute pleasure um thank you for hanging out with us th- uh, today um it's it's been really insightful um, and again, my own personal thanks for, for your influence and, and what you've done for me over the years. No. Um, it's been, been great. Good. It's
1: been a pleasure. Um, and you know, if I can help anybody, I'm always, always willing to talk to anybody about uh, the process. My name is Len Bush and you've been watching the Euro Eurostepin with Daniel Gale. If you're interested in going to the States, for, to play basketball, then you should be watching this show. Appreciate you watching the Euro steppin. I want to thank everybody for watching Euro steppin. Watching the Euro steppin. The Euro steppin. The Euro steppin. You've been watching the Euro steppin. The Euro steppin. The
0: Euro, the Euro
1: You've been watching the Euro Stepping, A great podcast show hosted by Coach D.